0: I'm Steve Dickman, president for Outpost Centers International, and we welcome you today to another report about what's happening in the Ukraine. Some of the opportunities we'll have to help people will be presented during this video. Maybe you could be a volunteer, maybe you can just pray, or maybe you can participate financially in helping people who are in a desperate situation right now. We're going to have a report from Adventist Help, and uh, Adventist Help is an organization that has focused for much of its existence on frontline work in situations where refugees are fleeing from a desperate situation. I have Marcus Alt on the line with us this morning. He's here with us, and Marcus, uh, if you could just take a moment and update us about the situation there. I know you're in Moldova, and things are coming together for setting up there, but just give us a little update about what's happening there in Moldova.
1: It was a turbulent days the last two The good news is that today our ambulances have passed the technical checkup and they will get their number plates on. We are going to do that in a little ceremony afterwards. All we need then is the equipment to fit those ambulances and make them proper rescue vehicles again. They have the gurney in, but everything else is out. So oxygen tanks, medicines, stretchers, and all the other apparatus suction and defibrillator and patient monitors, that all needs to be put in again. So we need to purchase that for the two empty ambulances. But it's a big success and we're very happy for that. We're also happy that the Ministry of Health with the help of the WHO has uh, approved of us being here and they are checking our staff now. I just, as we speak, I got a mail from them asking for a few more papers on some people that haven't got it in English yet but it looks as if we can actually start working. Now if and when we can start working one of our first operation is going to be dental. Dental is a big need and we will be probably using the Adventist church basement for it and then uh, service the refugees who live in Kahul but also locals who are very much underserved in medical issues. So we are looking for dentists to pick up where the initial dentist will leave it off. They bring all the equipment. We've got uh, mobile chairs. We've got compressor. We've got everything you need to start working. But after the end of May, beginning of June, we will need follow-up dentists to take over. Anybody interested in volunteering with us, I think we are in the position now to welcoming people now that we know that we can actually work. Thank you all for your support.
0: Thank you so much, Marcus, for that report. I'm going to ask uh, Dr. Michael, you're there, and just give us a little broader perspective about how you see the medical side of this developing as we get people involved there. I'm not in
2: Moldova at the moment, but I'll be heading back in the next few days. South of Moldova is a very poor region of Europe. The health system is very rudimentary and they really are struggling. They've lost a lot of doctors and nurses from the COVID pandemic. And um, because of this, they're really not, not able to manage the health services for their own population and the Ukrainian refugee community as well that are entering into South Moldova. Um, So we've decided this is the region that we're focusing on for now. And so Kahul, the the city in the south of Moldova, is going to be our base and the city of zhuzhul right on the border of Ukraine in the south. As Marcus has already said, we're looking at dental, we're looking at providing optometry services, and most importantly, emergency and primary health care for this community as well. This is our first project. Uh, We're exploring other opportunities for looking at work inside Ukraine, looking at ways and means of reaching out to the people in in the southern regions of Ukraine around the city of Odessa to provide health services and to ease the load on their health service as well. If anyone's interested in volunteering with us, um, they can contact us at ukraine at adventisthelp.org. We'll be needing doctors, nurses, paramedics, dentists in particular.
0: Thank you so much, Michael, for that report and need for volunteers out there. Maybe friends you're watching today and you say, yeah, I'd like to go and help. This might be your opportunity. Please reach out if the Lord is impressing you that this could be a chance for you to get out there and help someone. I want to talk now to Patty Guthrie and uh, we are doing a, a little feature today on what's happening at your camp, the location where there are orphans who have had to vacate what's happening in Kyiv because of the fighting there, and then taking them to Western Ukraine. And there's a camp there that's been hosting and probably over capacity right now. Patty, can you talk to us a little bit about what's on the front lines there and some of the needs there?
3: Our hearts have really been touched as we've heard the story from your, your camp. First of all, we had the Adventist students from the university outside Kyiv or in bocha who evacuated there there are still about 40 of the university students who are there And in addition, they had to evacuate several orphanages with children who are there, not Seventh-day Adventist. And they have almost a couple hundred of those children who are there. And it way over exceeded their capacity for what they're able to handle at the camp, which is normally a summer camp. And now they're handling all this. The bathroom situation, the laundry facilities are, are in desperate need of upgrading to accommodate this. And it looks like they'll be there for a longer period of time. This isn't with the orphans in particular they won't immediately be able to go back to where they came from if infrastructure is gone. So that's why this group has come up with a plan Uh, Igor is the camp director and they have a building project they're raising funds to build this building to accommodate this group for a longer period of time it's in a safer area of Ukraine where the need will be great for a long time so what we need to do to have this happen is to raise $150,000 the whole project as it will say on the video is $300,000. But in order for him to start, he needs 150000 in hand. Currently, we have pledged or in hand 40000 towards that goal. So we're just appealing to our viewers that if you feel impressed to help, that you can go to the OCI website and look at the, the orphanage donor button there, and you can help. So thank you so much.
4: Thank God that we were sheltered.
3: My grandchildren and children are still in Mikolive. life.
4: They are liable for military service, since they are doctors. They couldn't leave. Half of my heart was left there, and half of it was brought here. From the first day of martial law in Ukraine, we had to open the door of our camp for refugees who were in need of dwelling and food, so that we could provide them with such service. Those who came here first were the students from Bucha, where missiles started flying above their heads right that morning, so they were forced to get out immediately. Since that time, dozens of people have been coming to our camp almost every day. The number of people varies, but it's approximately from 130 to 150 refugees who are constantly dwelling here. In the end of the last week, we were asked to shelter children from orphanages, children with difficult life circumstances, who were forced to leave such places as Mekolaiv, Juzhnokrinsk and Pervomaisk.
0: That's a blessing. Thank you for sharing about this great need there to help the orphans there that are having to be relocated. And they're still in Ukraine on the western side where it's safer, but uh, this camp is totally overburdened and really needs our help. Friends, if you're praying about this and looking for some way to help in a significant way with the problem with children there, we would invite you to consider this as an option to help this worthy project. I want to go now to what's happening on the front lines with some literature work, and Ethan is going to give us a little report on what's happening there.
5: I'm here for Brock Mayer and Gideon Rescue Company. They've been on the ground in Lviv area since March and have been doing an excellent work in meeting the resettlers with, that are moving from the hot zone, seeking safety in the western part of Ukraine and Europe, meeting them at the bus station or the train station, praying with them, giving bottled water, encouraging the resettlers with God's love for them. I'm praying with them and also giving some literature that has been printed in Poland but then um, shared in Ukraine. So, uh, several of the volunteers have needed to return to work in the United States, but they have provided for Andy and sponsored him to continue the good work of distributing the literature and meeting the resettlement. We would just like to invite you to continue with your support of Gideon Rescue Company. And if there's someone that's listening or watching today who is interested in helping to distribute literature and continue with this ministry, we would invite you to contact gideonrescue.org and continue to uplift that group with your prayers. Thank you.
0: Uh, appreciate that, Ethan. And if you're thinking about going into Ukraine to help distribute literature, uh, we would just, uh, again, invite you to pray about that. that would would be frontline work, and it's, uh, some of it is happening in uh, Lviv, even just last week. I think their train station there was bombed, so it's a little bit risky there, but uh, we, again, any volunteers that feel the Lord is leading them there, we would be happy to put you in touch with the right people. We're going to go now to uh, Build and Restore, OSTOP. I think maybe you've been able to make some contacts there and uh, have someone on the line here, but uh, just share with us what's happening with Build and Restore and talk a little bit about one of our other ministries there, the Center for Health and Prevention in Bulgaria and what's happening there. We've been in contact with different countries that are neighboring to Ukraine that have been supporting those refugees, those that are fleeing, and providing care and assistance housing and food and shelter we see that the need continues and we see a large percentage of these refugees stopping in bulgaria and the lifestyle center that's there in bulgaria at the moment is overwhelmed with the amount of people that have come to their front door so we're looking to share this need with those that are watching and listening and i have a good friend of mine on the line here maybe val can give us a little bit more of an insight he's there in in person in bulgaria and he can fill us in on what. The current need is on the ground.
6: I'm here in the city of Sofia, which is the capital of Bulgaria, and there is a variety of needs that the refugees have. There is uh, well over 100,000 refugees, buses are coming every day. And essentially what we have is the local population absorbing much of the needs of the people, literally businesses and many just individuals stepping up to the plate and just doing amazing things just to make sure that people have a roof over their head and food on the table. Because most of the refugees are just mothers with children. I see it over and over and over again specifically when it comes to the work that's being done by the local health center the center that's actually maybe about a little over two hours away from sofia here it's a center that is essentially mimics the new Star program but they've stopped accepting any patients what they have done is they have opened their door entirely to refugees and they have probably close to i think 40 refugees now they literally do not have any funds to support them there they're providing a roof over their head they're feeding them uh, they're taking care of medical needs there's a lot of insulin needs, for especially some of the older people who are there, Uh, there there's some really serious human trafficking concerns, and those keep showing up. And in just hearing stories from different people, one of my friends actually was just able to save a lady from Kiev from something here, actually in Sofia. So and I'm sure this is throughout Eastern Europe. This is not just here. Uh, They do need some emotional support, and especially there is a need for females to get involved on a woman to woman level, so to speak. Some of the children, uh, they do have trauma from witnessing, you know, the war back in Ukraine, and just for them to know that there's somebody there for them. Me and a few other people are trying to establish an international LLM program for the lawyers, for especially the displaced Ukrainian lawyers. We're actually organizing and trying to get off the ground an accredited, U.S. accredited, essentially a master's of law program for the lawyers at virtually no cost to them. And so that's another project that BRI is going to try to help with.
0: We just pray that the Lord will open the right doors and the right people will be there. The need still is there. And I would just invite you to continue to pray for these people in this situation, that this conflict would end soon. We need to continue to support as we can. And as God blesses us, continue to support these ministries there and the work they're doing. Frontline ministries, health centers that have become refugee centers. And are trying to feed people and uh, rescuing even people from human trafficking, the need for dentists, the need for many things still there on the front lines. Friends, today, if God is impressing you to get involved and become a part of ministering to these people, we're just inviting you to go to the OCI website and to contribute there towards the Ukraine crisis or one of the specific ministries listed there that the Lord is impressing your heart with. So God bless you today. Thank you for watching this report. Share it with your friends and encourage others to stay involved as we minister to those in Ukraine. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to
6: spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www. Dot audioverse.org.